Hello, I'm Britt, and welcome back to Books with Britt. Today we'll be discussing The Liar's Dictionary by Ellie Williams. Andrew Sean Greer, the 2018 Pulitzer Prize winner and author of Less, describes this book as hilarious, charming, and smart. I couldn't agree more. The Liar's Dictionary combines false dictionary entries in contemporary situations, introducing the reader to the magical world of language. As for Williams, she is also the author of A Trib and Other Stories and Resist, Stories of Uprising. The Liar's Dictionary is a novel told in two settings separated by 100 years. The first is in 1899, where Peter Winsworth is making entries under the letter S for an encyclopedic dictionary. He is growing increasingly uncomfortable with the way that his co-workers are collecting both facts and language, and, and as a result, he starts to assert his own artistic liberties into his work by making false entries in the dictionary. 100 years later, Mallory is tasked with finding these false entries before the digital copy is produced, after she starts an unpaid internship at the publishing company. As Mallory combs through the dictionary looking for these false entries, she starts to learn about Winsworth's hopes, dreams, and motivations for making up, one, for making up words 100 years prior. The novel starts with two dictionary definitions. The first is the dictionary definition of the word novel, as it appears in Samuel Johnson's Dictionary of the English Language. The second definition is of a fictitious word called Jung Fatak that was published in the, in, the, in the 1943 edition of Webster's 20th Century Dictionary of English Language. From a reader's perspective, I love how Mallory's traits correspond with Winsworth's. As previously mentioned, she's an employee at the Swanson's Publishing Company, where Winsworth worked 100 years prior. Though Mallory is living in a very different time period, she is not comfortable revealing many parts of herself to the world. One of the dictionary defini definitions that she updates is that of marriage. The original definition describes marriage as between a man, and a man and a woman, which Mallory updates to be inclusive of all sexualities and genders. Mallory makes note of the commotion this change of definition causes in the press and says that she doesn't understand why it caused such a ruckus. Mallory mentions living with her girlfriend, but never discloses her sexuality to other characters in the novel or to the reader. Similarly, Winsworth's chapters are filled with paragraphs of exposition, description, and aspects of setting that Winsworth notices. There are brief instances of dialogue where Winsworth speaks. Moreover, I love the message that I think the novel sends. Mallory and Winsworth seem to both understand the power of language. Chapter titles in this novel are in a dictionary definition format, such as D's for disassembling adjective on page 48, and N is for nab, a verb, on page 148. By having Mallory update definitions and remove false ones, Williams shows that language is not only something that transcends across time periods, but needs preservation. She defines language as something that is ever-evolving and growing with the culture, beliefs, and society it is surrounded by. From a writer's perspective, I love how Williams plays with sound and dictionary definitions in her novel. Williams uses onomatopoeia, that is, when a word resembles a sound that it is describing quite often. On page 26, Williams clues the reader in about the startling clanging of the birdcage by using caps lock for the word clanging. She shows how the clanging interrupts Winsworth's thoughts and dialogue by quite literally interrupting these phrases with hyphens and indenting the word clanging on the next line. 
On page 52, Williams clues the reader in about how Winter reflects to mock those who mumble and grumble. She shows this by italicizing the words mumble and grumble. Again, in my opinion, this is an excellent use of onomatopoeia because I can hear Winsworth's co-workers mumbling and grumbling about their work and perhaps taking their work a little too seriously for Winsworth's liking. With the italicies, I can infer that Winsworth may be chuckling to himself about this. As for dictionary definitions, Williams will sometimes pause the tale that it is unfolding to provide readers with definitions for context. On page 90, Mallory's narration is interrupted to provide us with the definition of casiculation, which is a noun. I enjoyed this because it gave me a sense that Mallory is reading the definition of the word along with us. In reading this novel, I learned a lot of new words, both real and fictitious. Additionally, I really liked how Williams portrayed both Winsworth and Mallory's similarities and differences without making those similarities and differences glaringly obvious. I would recommend this book to any adult who loves language, wants to learn new words, and wants to consider language as the ever-evolving living thing it truly is. As page 7 says, the dictionary is an unreliable narrator. This has been Books with Brit. I'm Brit, and I hope you enjoyed. Thank you.